What's up? Welcome to 3AM Sports. It's Wednesday, September 25th. A full month of college football is come and gone. We got plenty to get into today. We're going to recap week four, make our week five picks, including our locks of the week. And of course, we got our coin toss pick 'em, where we flip a coin and bet money on the result like idiots. Uh, before we get into any of that, let's check in with Nick and Carge. Boys, how are we doing? Good. Great. Great. Absolutely great weekend uh, overall. Carger turned 30 and uh, uh, we celebrated Wisconsin victory. Yeah, great. Great victory. I had a great surprise party. Uh, you guys were very much part of that. So thank you. It was a great time. And uh, yeah, you only turned 31. So I was I was definitely pretty shocked. Yeah, what a Saturday we spent. So we spent the beginning of the day watching the Badger game, which went about as well as it could for you guys and for Wisconsin. And then um, kind of watch football all day together on and off. I mean, obviously we're at your party, but um, got a lot of football watching in. So good weekend. Solid Saturday. Speaking of, how do we do this week? Karge, do you want to let us know? I'll um, let you know. Not great. You went 3-5, uh, and five, yeah, not, not bringing up the rear uh-huh. here for the week. 3-5 um, and five is not as bad as you originally thought. So I kind of messed up a little bit on our... Um, reporting i'll say and made an error on a few of these records but cards you were three and five i was four and four and nick smoked us both at six and two it's funny because the way that you were talking about it i thought i was five and three i, I didn't realize i was this close <laughs> i did have you at five and three that's the thing one of the games it was a user error we'll say i know um, <laughs> i know that's why i was for- mentally i was like oh i, I must have took them i yeah. was very confused <laughs> Formula formula error, we'll say it that way. Yeah, I mean, it literally was that, but, you know, I'm not going to blame the formula, though. It was the formula's fault. Um, it's crazy what 6-2, and two, how different that is than 4-4. Four and four. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's the best. That's what it's, uh, we can talk about overall records. I, sure, I moved into like, kind of a substantial first place, 18-14 and 14 on the season. Lops at 500, and Carger 14-18. and 18. Yeah, I need one of those like sep- I need one of those seven and ones or six and two weeks here to to even have a chance um, to keep it close. That's kind of how I was last year, and then you start getting like desperate and just like picking. Like, remember I tried to fade all my picks last year, and you guys wouldn't love me. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely remember that. Exactly. And I would have went, and I ended up going like three and five. <laughs> yeah, it's time to start swinging. I think here. Just saying, it's gonna get more. It's gonna get more desperate. Well, not for you. You comfortably. That's what well, I'm saying. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to hold on. I'm warning Carter. Yeah. See, now you're going to start thinking about it a lot more and not know which way to go. So, I have a system. Nope. I got All a right. system and I'm sticking to it. I may have to copy that system because I am in and out of systems and it's tough. It's not good over here. But speaking of, let's get into the games. I think we start where uh, the biggest game happened, at least in the Big Ten Michigan at Wisconsin. Wisconsin was favored by three and a half, and they just absolutely destroyed Michigan. Initial thoughts? What were the biggest takeaways here? Uh, for me, for me, it was uh, the quarterback play, and actually, more importantly, the great play calling by Paul Christ. The fourth downs that we were going for, the you know third and longs, he was throwing the ball. He was not playing conservative, so he's taking risks. Uh, last year with this team. It was run, 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 punt. Uh, this year it's a little bit more uh, dependent on Jonathan Taylor, yes, but he is not afraid to put the ball in Jack Cohn's hand and let him go make a play, and I was very happy to see that. And that was the biggest takeaway, I think, from this game, besides the fact that we won um, substantially. I 100% agree. When it was, we were up by, 
seven or seven or fourteen. I, f- I forget. It was in the first half, and it was like fourth and three, um, and we went for it. And uh, last year we had a similar situation happen, and he punted it, and they punted it through the end zone, and it was like a net gain of what do we we looked it up? It was like a net gain of like eight yards or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that he's even just going for fourth downs, let alone fourth and three in the first quarter with a lead, makes me very, very happy. Um, so definitely coaching-wise, I, I like the more aggressive approach. Um, I'll never – and I'm also just a stupid fan, like in Madden, I never punt. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it doesn't make any sense, but it, it warms my heart um, a little bit to see Chris getting out of his normal routine. For sure. And didn't they go for f- – Go for it on fourth down on the first drive of the game on their own side of the fifty. Yeah, the first they're on like their own. Was like that the fourth and three? Yeah, they were yeah. On it was like the first drive. I was. Yep. I think that was. Kind well, there of was like, like three of them. There, yeah, there were three, a fourth and one, and something else. I think that first one though, you see that happen. You see this the offense stay on the field, and you're, you know, you're watching the game, and you're thinking, this is this is a different team. Like this isn't the team. We watched last year where, like you said, Cards, we're going to just run the ball and punt. This team is going to be aggressive, it looks like, and at least take chances. And I think that's what jumped out to me the most. The other thing, which I think is as, I'll say, unimpressive, is Michigan's offense was absolutely trash. Does that say that Wisconsin's defense is great? Maybe there's some of that too, but they had nothing. I mean, zero pass game. Um I think at the end of the first half, they rushed for, what, negative five yards or something like crazy like that. Just nothing got going at all for Michigan. And I think I think Harbaugh's in trouble. Like, I think this is not good for his coaching status there. Yeah, I don't think no. Michigan fans are happy whatsoever. I, think I mean, he... I was expecting, yeah, like coming off a bye, I was expecting like, okay, they're going to throw everything at us. They've been downgraded the whole entire off off week. Harbaugh was probably just ripping into them the whole time, and they came out flat, sloppy, penalties, turnovers. Um, it was pretty ugly. Just You just wonder where where that program goes with, if they get rid of Harbaugh, their Michigan man, you know, the guy that was going to turn this thing around. Do they go back to like hiring Brady Hoax and well, Rich that, yeah, Rods? That's like, the thing. who do you? Who else do you get? Right. Like, this is the guy, and he obviously hasn't done it. He he hasn't won in Madison. He hasn't beaten Ohio State. There's a lot I think to be worried about in Michigan. And like we said last week, they're not. They don't have an easy road to Thanksgiving weekend against Ohio State. They have a couple hard games in there, so they could lose a handful of games going forward. Um, Card, you made a good point off the air. Hopefully, this turns out to be a good win for Wisconsin. You know, there's a chance it doesn't. Yeah. So, right. I think still yeah, a win. Wins a win at home. I mean, at the time, I think you take their ranking of when you played them at the time and yeah, take that into yep. consideration. But, but I, I agree. I hope Michigan somehow figures it out and wins a couple games, maybe, and if they end up with two or three losses at the end of the year. I still think it's a good win. But, um, yeah. Huge win, absolutely. So I think the other anything else before we jump over to uh, Notre Dame Georgia. The, uh, the one thing I I was not after the first drive. I don't think we were nervous. Well, Carter had a heart attack the first play of the game, but besides that, I wasn't <laughs> I, I wasn't nervous that whole game. I never felt like we were going to lose that game even close. So um, I was I was just happy that it was a, it was actually kind of like almost a boring dominant performance. As I mean, I'll take boring all day long for beating. Um, the best schools, but it, I, at no point was I ever scared. 
Absolutely. I think right before the game, I made the comment that I was absolutely certain that the point spread on this game would be a lot tighter than the point spread on the Notre Dame-Georgia game and right. was just blown away that that wasn't even close to being true. Yeah. Um, speaking of getting into it, Notre Dame at Georgia. Georgia is favored by 13.5, and, and Notre Dame hangs with them the entire game. Georgia ends up winning by twenty or by six points, 23-17. to 17. Um, My first thought on this game was, holy shit, it's scary as hell in that stadium. They had like the lights <laughs> flickering and just like people in makeup and – I don't I think want to I, go to a Georgia game. I've never seen that. Do they always do that? That's would, got no. That's brand new. I think that like, those LED lights were brand new. I was like, is, is this even legal? Yeah, I was honestly. That's what I was. That's what my first thought was. Like, do they have signs when you enter in there that like if you have epilepsy, like that's a good ready? point. Yeah. Oh, that's a really like you know how they do they that might, for like movies and stuff. Have. Yeah, like that. that they might. It, yeah. I was. It's it's trippy just watching on TV. I can't imagine like being there like submerged in it. I thought for sure that my eyes were just messing with me because I, I was like, there's no way that they can be flickering the lights right now. And they, I, I, I thought the same thing, you know, like in the Super Bowl when they like, they do like the pyros, like techniques and like the, like the weird halftime shows and stuff like that. And yep. it's like, it almost looks like a filter on your TV. Yep. That's what I thought was going on. I thought it was just a bad feed. I thought they were like turning the lights back on. 100%. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it makes sense to me. Like they had the lights off. They were warming up after the right. like the exactly. pregame show or whatever. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I think also probably should be said that Notre Dame played well in this game. I think a lot of people, including myself, expected Georgia to run away with this, especially at home. And Notre Dame hung. Their offense didn't look great the first three quarters, but... I mean, they stuck around, they made plays at the end to get within these six points and had a chance at the end. So I think a lot to be said for Notre Dame here. Um, I think this is this was a really good game between two really good teams, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, like, I, I, like, I think that it just keeps George, or Notre Dame relevant in the conversation. I think if Notre Dame would have gotten blown out by 21-28, they would have just fallen off the face of the earth in, in the conversation throughout the rest of the year, but everyone's going to keep going back and say, oh, remember how tough they played Georgia? Like, this isn't surprising. So yep. I think if anything, it's saved their it's saved face for them and they'll, their name will be brought up. Whether they win or lose some of these next big games that they got, at least they'll be talked about and irrelevant and, and to, to that point. It It was the perfect scenario for what I've, what I predicted the first week of the season. I wanted, I have Notre Dame and Georgia in my final four. Um, I picked Notre Dame to cover, so they covered, but I also, Georgia also won, which I think is the better team. So that works out perfectly. Yep. If Georgia runs the table now and Notre Dame runs the table, I think they're both in. So it's kind of the perfect. And like you said, Carge, as long as they didn't get blown out and I mean, they covered the spread by a touchdown that, they, they're still in the picture and like i said this is that notre dame just kind of squeaks around and finds finds a way in with their tough schedule and um, i i if they run the table i don't see them obviously they have some very tough games coming up but um i can see them and georgia being in it i need alabama to trip or something <laughs> that's a really good point this is you couldn't have scripted that game to go any differently absolutely perfect yeah very true yeah. yep and i think i bet georgia because i thought for sure they're gonna blow them out I think you hedged there a little bit though, because like you uh, yeah. you had this game called I think correctly, and then you you kind of at, at kickoff you got a little stressed. I feel like with big time what was going on. Yeah, um, I think anything else on this one? No. So I think um, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. 
I was just going to say the other game, the probably other biggest game was the Auburn going on the road to Kyle Field at Texas A&M. They were four-point underdogs, and they come out and win by eight. They won by eight, but, I mean, we watched this game. It felt like they were winning by 21 the whole time. I mean, this was a boring right. game. They they kind of controlled the game. Any thoughts on this one? Um, I like, I, I, go, ahead, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. I, I, like, I like Auburn. Um, I am not impressed with Texas A&M. Um, uh, I had Auburn. Uh, like you said, it, it never really seemed like a, like a, a tough it, – it, at no point did I think they were going to win. Um, and we, we watched it at the bar. It was like kind of actually anticlimactic because it was, it was boring. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so th- that kind of sucked. But, but yeah, I, I, I think they're, they're a much superior team. And I think – I mean, SEC, they're all good, man. Like it's, it's, they're all good. They're all, they're almost like the Big Ten of of previous years where they might just beat up on each other. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm okay with with what went down. Yeah, I think uh, I think Auburn. That was a very very good win for him. I mean, Bo Nix, man, just like mm-hmm. you said, I I think they were. Um, the score was was misleading. I think Auburn was dominating that entire game. So we'll see what they have. I mean, it's definitely gonna make that iron ball at the end of the year um more and more as a very intriguing situation because you know if they both go in there undefeated and alabama ends up losing that game that's going to be the whole conversation of does alabama still deserve to go in so we're going to see there's a dicey scenario that could play itself out here in the sec and i don't really want to be a part of that if, if it happens are but you we'll telling me that, that you think three sec teams could go into the playoff I mean, okay, so let's let's talk it out. So <laughs> Auburn is undefeated when they play Bama. Yep. Yeah. Um, LSU's only loss would be to Alabama, and Georgia would be undefeated going to the SEC championship. So you're game. saying all four? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like of those four, three of those could realistically go. Yeah, I guess. Or if LSU beats realistically, Bama, all four Bama's of them could go. <laughs> not, not that they would all. No. I'm not saying all four of them would make it. I'm saying they all have the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. But like right now, I don't see like of the Big Ten teams. I think it's like Michigan is totally out of it now. You yeah. know, like yeah, like none of the none of those big SEC schools have dropped off. Yeah. It, I mean, it is still early. We I feel like we do something similar to this every year. One of these teams is bound to have a bad loss or a slip up. You know, I. My biggest takeaway with this Auburn game was Bo Nix, and I expected him to make a mistake somewhere along the way. He just didn't. And if he continues to do that, I think you know they're going to be fine because that defense is disgusting. The, Texas A&M couldn't do a single thing. They were moving backwards half the game. I think if if he can just manage the game and not turn the ball over, Auburn can be very good. Um, that being said, one of those teams, Auburn, LSU, Bama, has to slip up, you would think. LSU does it every year at some point. Um, they seem like a different team, but who knows? A lot of a lot of football left, I feel like, in that conference. Yep. Yep. Uh, one more thing I wanted to talk about is Ohio State was trailing 5-0 to zero with five minutes left in the first quarter. And they won. That seven, felt so good. They won 76-5. to five. <laughs> So That felt so good. Uh, I was gave everything they had for a half a quarter. I If you would have gave me the opportunity to flip my pick, I would have flipped it in a second. And they still covered by too much, thirty Man, if extra I, if, points. If I wasn't a homer for my wrestler, I would have would have tied Wolfie for the win this week. That's Damn. true. I just That's realized true. that. Thanks, Austin. Congrats to Wolfie. 
All right, so week four is done. Shall we move to week five, make some picks? Let's do it. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it. So we'll start with the Ohio State game. Um, so we got Ohio State at Nebraska. Somehow this is the game day game. I guess the board isn't incredible, but I did not expect that. Game day will be in Omaha. So Ohio State at Nebraska. Nebraska is 17-point underdogs at home. So a big home dog. Um, my pick is Ohio State here. I think I have a couple of thoughts, obviously. They haven't played anybody that's very good. There is a huge potential for somewhat of a letdown game here. And Nebraska kept it close last year. Very close. I just don't think that I'm willing to bet against Ohio State at this point with the weapons they have on offense, the strength that they've shown on defense, and the, um, what should I call it, unexplosiveness of Nebraska as opposed to what we expected from them. I just don't see it. The lights are going to be bright in Omaha. Um, they'll be super hype, but I, I just see Ohio State kind of beating them at least by you know three, four touchdowns here, as they should. I think this is their chance to prove finally that they're playing a good team and we are a good team because nobody's really giving them credit at this point. If you look at like the rankings from some of the big, the big uh, analysts, they don't even have Ohio State in the top ten because they haven't played anybody. So here's your chance. I, th- I think they get it done big here. Yeah. Uh, not Omaha, Lincoln. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um. So I, I also have Ohio State. Um. Nebraska only beat Illinois by two points, and that that just like rubs me the wrong way. I, I just don't see and Ohio State's scoring a ton of points. Obviously, like you said, it scares me that it'll be a letdown game. It's in Nebraska. I just have to assume that that Ohio State's going to be up for this game against a Nebraska team that um, is like 500 against the spread this year. Ohio State's two one and one. I don't even know what game they tied, but uh, hmm. it, I just. I don't see, or I believe that is right. That oh, might be no, a different like, line because they didn't tie one. That's of ours, a different but, line. Yeah. Oh no, my whole my whole rationale is out the window. <laughs> you know what I was? No, I'm not going to tell you because that'll reveal my my theory. Okay, uh, Ohio State's three and one against the spread. I absolutely love this pick. There you uh, go. Nebraska's one and three against the spread. Enough said. Um, I am going with Nebraska. So I kind of went back to my my uh, thought my other thoughts here when it comes to picking games and night game in Nebraska. Um, I was at Nebraska for a Wisconsin game a couple years ago when it was under the lights. Um, it's a it's a rowdy crowd that they are very into their football there. I'm gonna go. They play off emotion. Um, I'm thinking Ohio State still wins this game, but I think Nebraska is able to keep it close enough to hang around a little bit in the fourth quarter and make it interesting. Um, I got Ohio State winning by two touchdowns. All right, that's fair. I like how you said you consulted your other thoughts. Yeah, well, I went back to just Multiple straight thoughts. like, <laughs> yep, just 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 straight like, yeah. But let's keep it. let's keep it. going. I get it. I had lots of thoughts last year. Um, <laughs> All right, next game is Northwestern at Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin is minus 24 at home. Uh, I mean, call me a homer. Uh, I think this game is, like, normally this game would be close. Uh, I'm taking Wisconsin. Uh, it, it, my rationale doesn't work. And actually, uh, a, a buddy, of the guy who won this week, Wolfie, um, 
who's in our pool got actually gets mad at all the Wisconsin um, players or at Wisconsin people who are in the pool because they always pick Wisconsin. Uh, but they're three and one this year against the spread. Uh, so I'm going to keep riding that until until I die. Um, last year I, I rode them and I think they went like four and seven and two against something ridiculous. So um, I'm all over. I'm all over Wisconsin. Um, uh, Northwestern lost to Stanford. They lost to him by ten. I just have to imagine that. Um, we can beat them by by more than that um, against the spread. So I think they I think they win this game by 28, 35, something something up there. I don't think Northwestern has the firepower if we if we put up points points early like we have been doing. All right, I'm taking Northwestern plus the 24. Um, this is somewhat of a weird game every time we play. It's always low scoring, very boring offense. Um, I'm very much supportive of Wisconsin's offense this year with Jonathan Taylor and the way things are going. Um, but I just think weird game, 11 o'clock start. They're both wearing some old school uniforms celebrating 150 years of college football. It's going to have a weird vibe. Um, I'm just going, I think Wisconsin wins by say three touchdowns, 31, 10. So they still, still get their outright, you know, outright win obviously and, and play well, but, um, Northwestern scores a touchdown there to cover maybe late in the game. Yeah, this one's interesting. I, th- I feel like you're right, Carge. Every year, this is a kind of a weird game. I just I just think I'm kind of throwing out the every year argument with Wisconsin this year because this is just such a different dynamic team. I, I also think Northwestern is bad enough to not score any points here, so we might be looking at a shutout. I think if Wisconsin can hold Michigan to two touchdowns, they can hold Northwestern to negative four touchdowns. Like Northwestern is very bad offensively. And so I just see JT running the running wild. Is he healthy actually? Now that I think about it, he was just cramping, right? Yeah, it was just diagnosed okay. as cramps. Yeah, just cramps. He he was he ran like way too far in the first half. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean he did actually. He went for what one seventy yeah, like, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say yeah. That's what first. they said. It, it, yeah. If he sat down right cool. now, he would still be in Heisman contention. Yeah, no doubt. Which we'll get into. I think, I think Northwestern doesn't do enough on offense to cover this. I just I just see Wisconsin winning too big here, so I got Wisconsin too. Right. Nick, quick, quick, uh, just a quick thing on that. Uh, Wisconsin is going to be without two of their starting safeties to start the first half of that game. That's right. And their other starting safety is um, out for the year, so they are on their fourth and fifth string starting safeties for uh, for the first half of this game. So I don't I don't know how much that has an effect, but. Um, it's I hope they throw the. I hope they throw the ball down the field. I was gonna say I don't know if Northwestern has the arm strength to get it to twenty <laughs> yards in the defensive backfield. So, but right. yes, that is that we're is gonna concerning. have two guys suspended. This is the game I want it to be. Yeah, for. I was gonna say, tell me, I just, yeah. If right, it's anybody right. else, I might be concerned. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. Carry on. Oh, this game is on me. I got it's a uh, Penn State at Maryland. Maryland is getting seven points at home. Um. I'm gonna jump on the Maryland train. Um, I know they they had a tough <laughs> tough loss to tough loss to Temple earlier in the year, but at home, this is probably the biggest game that's been played in Maryland in I don't know ever maybe. <laughs> I know Penn State's not a top five, you know top five team, but they're a top twenty team coming in. Maryland's only got one loss on the year, so they get up for the moment. Um, I'll say Maryland covers the spread, maybe loses by six points or something um, in a close game. Man, I'm on Maryland too. I got them outright winning here. I don't think Penn State has it. I just, I don't know. Something tells me Maryland. I don't have much to say about it. 
I just can't believe that Maryland didn't score as 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 easily. I don't know if that's the way to say it, but they put up like 76, 79 points and then 60-something points and then, what, 10? I just think they get back to scoring and Penn State doesn't have much. So much more. I don't know. I don't really know, but I'm on Maryland. Yeah, I, I'm taking the home points. I'm taking Maryland. Uh, similar rationale. I just they they had a bye last week, uh, and so basically they had to stew over a Temple loss for for 14 days. Yeah, tough. Uh, so I have to I have to imagine that they're going to be ramped up for this thing. Um, I, I I'm taking the home points. I I also haven't, to be fair, watched enough of Penn State this year to to even when I when I was looking over this to see that they're even a 12 or ranked number 12 in the country, um, that that surprised me. So kind of like what you guys said, I'm taking the home points. I think Maryland bounces back. Um, I'm all over Maryland. That's a good point. I haven't watched Penn State either. Should probably do that. Maybe this week. Okay, so we're into the fourth game. We got Arizona State at Cal. Cal is that's, three. And that's, Friday, that's a Friday night game, FYI. Maryland-Penn State. Maryland-Penn State. Oh, correct. Yes, it is. That'll be on Friday night. Oh, even 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 more reason to be all over. Absolutely, those, fri- those Friday night night games are wild. Hundred yep. percent. Speaking of them, another one is Arizona State at Cal. Cal is three and a half point favorites. Hello, Sadie. What up, Sadie? Ah, there it is. That's first the time. First, well, first time. Welcome to the podcast. Nice. Wow. Maybe maybe you'll have an undefeated week. Yeah. See, that's good luck. That's what I needed. Oh, or zero wins, one way or the other. Ooh, I hope that. <laughs> All right, Arizona State at Cal. Cal is favored here by three and a half. So, Arizona State just lost to Colorado. Cal is the only undefeated team in the Pac-12. My theory on the Pac-12 is that as soon as people start thinking a team is good, they lose automatically. That's how it happens. People are starting to think that Cal is good, so I am off Cal. I am on Arizona State. I don't understand the conference. I don't get the line. It's Friday night. So I want Arizona State. I just don't understand anything that goes on out there. And I am I think for the most part when it comes to Pac-12 games, going to pick against my gut. And so I'm going Arizona State here for all of those reasons. Uh, I am not on um, them. I'm going with Cal. Uh, for this, this one threw me because I, I basically went down to your rationale last week. I'm just going to pick the better team. Yeah, uh, and I think Cal is the better team, and three and a half points wasn't enough for me to to adjust that theory. Um, Lean into you know, it. Lean into it. I know I probably should, but um, it, Arizona State. I just I don't know, and they're one 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 and three against the spread this year. Um, I, I'm on Cal, but like like Cal could go undefeated and then lose like like the last week of the season. Like they're gonna yeah. lose. It's just yeah. like when is that gonna be? Um, so. I'm t- I hope it's not this weekend. So I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking Cal. Uh, Lap, I couldn't agree with you more in the theory and the fact that anytime we think a team in the Pac-12 is good, they end up losing the next week. Yeah. Um, that being said, otherwise I, I do I am taking Cal here. Um, I, I the reason why I'm taking Cal is, is beside that. I think Justin Wilcox, um, the ex Badger defensive coordinator, has finally found some offense out there. I watched some of that game against Ole Miss. Um, Granted, they didn't look great, but I think they have the defense to to keep them 
to keep teams from scoring. So if, if their offense can keep continuing to get better, which I think it will, this is this is going to be a good team. And, and they might not win, you know, go undefeated, but I, I could see them finishing with maybe one one loss throughout the year here. So I'm going to jump on Cal here in the Pac-12, and I'll take Cal minus a three and a half. I have a thought. Yeah. Go ahead. Can we trade USC and Texas A&M between conferences and then kick the Pac-12 out of the Power 5 conferences? Um, like, I think like, a lot of people would agree to that. We just want USC. Yeah. You can have Texas A&M or any other low-tier team, and and then we'll just do our thing with the four. Like, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was a shower thought. Those other schools will love that. Yeah, sure. Lose all that money. Yep. Uh, next game we have, uh, speaking of, Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma is minus 25 and a half. Um, this was my pick. This was my question mark pick. So every week I, I, when I send my picks to LOP, I have one game that just has a question mark next to it. Um, and this was that game. Uh, I think that, uh, Oklahoma is a far superior team. Um, they've been covering spreads this year. Texas tech has not been, um, especially, Bouncing back from their game last week, I'm I'm all over Oklahoma. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna put up a ton of points. Um, and the way Texas Tech's offense has looked, uh, I just don't see them see them putting up a, a big number against Oklahoma. So I'm uh, I'm all over Oklahoma in this one. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got I got Oklahoma in this one too. Um, I think Jalen Hurts just continues to put up Heisman. Heisman type numbers. Um, I think he's on a revenge tour, if you will, if not a, a point to be proven. Um, so I, I think if Lincoln Riley has a chance to put up 70 points against a Texas Tech team, I think he will. So that that's what I'm going for in this one. And I'd say Oklahoma wins wins pretty handily in this one. Yeah, I am, I'm on Oklahoma too. I think it's I don't think it's an easy pick, but with these like this one and the next one even, which we'll get into. They're just so hard. The lines are so big. It's like, I don't know. Will there be a backdoor cover? Are they going to continue to score? It's just tough. Oklahoma's better, obviously, and I think they get out to an early lead. So I'm just going to go with the fact that they continue to move the ball. They continue to put up yards and points. And, you know, if they want to continue that kind of Heisman year for Jalen Hurts, they're going to keep scoring. So, yeah, I'm on Oklahoma here, too. And also, every pick that I've gotten so far is as well. Just a side note. All right, uh, next game here. We got uh, Clemson at North Carolina. North Carolina is getting 26.5 at home. Um, I'm going with the Mac Brown-led North Carolina Tar Heels to cover the 26.5. Simply because this one's at home. I know it's a lot of points, but my theory on this one is that Clemson's going to get bored of scoring, um, that they're just going to get bored. They're in the they're in the portion of their schedule here where they don't really have any big threats coming up. They have nothing really to get up for. They're going to be going kind of they're just going through the motions. Um, at some point, it's going to catch up to them. And I say Mac Brown having big game experience kind of leads that North Carolina team to to play a heartfelt game at home and and keep it close. Yeah, I'm with you, actually. Um, I'm on North Carolina, too. So they lost last week to App State, and that's a tough loss. It's in-state. You know, they're kind of a little brother-type team. I think if they can score, like, I don't know, 14, 21 points here, they cover. 
I don't know that Clemson will necessarily run it up the way that like an Oklahoma would, at least in my mind. Again, I don't know. These two are tough. The line's so big, but I'm on North Carolina to cover that huge 26.5 at home, I think, is the key. Like you said, Karch. Yeah, I uh, the, the past two games, or the, like these, these last two pick games, I hate when there's bad, when there's not good matchups because we have to pick these gigantic spread games. Yep. And it just throws you for a loop. Uh, I'm on uh, Clemson. I think they're the better team. Uh, UNC lost to Appalachian State last week, but they lost to Wake Forest the week before. Uh, so I think if they're going to have a bounce back game, it probably would be you know against maybe Appalachian State, and they <laughs> lost and they lost at home. Uh, so I just don't see them kind of bringing any fight to this game. Uh, maybe close first quarter, but then Clemson kind of holds them and, and blows them out um, in the rest of the game. So I'm on Clemson. I think they're a better team. All right. It's back to me, yeah. So we are to the Virginia-Notre Dame game. So Virginia's at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is 11-point favorites here. And I am on Notre Dame. I think this is a huge letdown spot. I'll say that. After, you know, I think a a well-played game against everybody's top four Georgia team last week for Notre Dame. But I just think that they showed me a lot on defense that they can hold a Georgia team to 23 points. And I think that Georgia running game is great. So I'm impressed by that. I'm also, I was impressed by their offense, at least their ability to move the ball in that final quarter. I just think that they need to do that sooner. If they do that, I think they cover this pretty easily against Virginia, who I think is a little overrated in the uh, ACC. They're really just the only team after Clemson that's ranked and worth anything. So I, I think Notre Dame's, Again, like we keep saying, the better team. And I, I have them covering 11 here. Uh, I am I'm on Virginia. Uh, basically just taking the points. Uh, I think that Notre Dame plays people close. Uh, I, I think that Virginia Virginia's 4-0 or something like that, 3-1. I don't even know what they're ranked right now. 18, they're 4-0. Yep. Um, Notre Dame two and one. This line has already moved to twelve and a half. Uh, I think everybody's going to be on Notre Dame after last week, um, and so I'm I'm going to take the the early points. I wish this line was twelve and a half. That looks a lot nicer. But uh, yeah, I'm on yeah. Virginia. Just it's kind of my yeah right. It's kind of my like just throw it out there. It's kind of like last week when I picked Notre Dame. Everything told me to pick Georgia. I picked Notre Dame, and that's how I'm treating this game. Going to flip flop <laughs> with Notre Dame this week. So I'm I'm on Virginia. I like it. I like that rationale actually. That makes sense there to you me go. in like the weirdest way. Yeah, dumb, dumb. You know, because we're all professionals. We're all just the smartest in the room. Yeah. Um, this one was very tough. Um, I really wanted to pick Virginia because of the points, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give Notre Dame the benefit of the doubt here. Um, that they come home, they kind of put that Georgia loss behind them. Look at it as a positive result, even though they got they lost with the, with the way they played. Take take some positives from it learn from it and um take it to virginia maybe um scoring some points here so i'm gonna take notre dame covering the 11 points at home yeah so the uh final game uh usc at washington uh washington is minus nine and a half uh both teams are three and one 
both teams are within five ranks of each other. Uh, it's it's going to be actually a 2.30 game, well, 3.30 Eastern time game. Uh, so we'll actually be able to like watch this go down. Um, and I, I, I have a little other snippet later on on this game, but uh, they're both, they both cover spreads. Uh, this was a, this was a hard one for me. So basically, it came down to two pretty even teams in my mind. Um, I always shit on USC, but they are playing well right now. Um, so in my mind, I'm taking USC. I'm taking the points, but I'm still having uh, Washington win the game. So USC is going to win by a field goal, um, or sorry, USC is going to cover, and Washington's going to win by a field goal. Um, so it preserves my my pick, but uh, I'm, I'm all over USC. Uh, this was another one that was pretty tough for me, and I've gone back and forth a few times. Um, USC's bringing their third or fourth or fifth string quarterback into Washington. Um, I think Matt Fink is going to get the start. I do not believe Slovis has been cleared yet. Um, USC does have some strong wide receivers out there that they can kind of just throw the ball up to. But I do think def- uh, Washington has the defensive backs to hang with those guys, which are are a little bit different than Utah than Utah had. So I'm going to say Washington wins this one and covers the 9.5. Um, I say they win by 10. I'll say 34-24, maybe in a lower scoring battle than some some might think. But I'll, I'll, I'll say Washington covers this, covers this spread. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Washington too, actually. And I think it's... I think it's even bigger than that, the point difference here. I just, I think, like you mentioned, Cards, for sure they're starting, or I, th- I think the last that I saw, they're starting Fink, who was their third string, who came in, replacement of Slovis, and actually looked great. Didn't make any huge mistakes. But I think that being on the road in Washington, that changes. I think there's a mistake or two made. And I just think with Eason kind of running that offense in Washington, he gets better and better each week. I just trust that more at home than I do the third string quarterback of USC um, on the road. So I'm on Washington here as well. And this line, this line has moved to 10 and a half. So I'm interested. The people are on Washington. So I'm interested to see uh, where this moves by game time. Right. Honestly though, if if this got to like 12 or 13, if this got to 12, I think I would double back down and take USC plus the points. (laughs) Whoa. Tight window. Love it. All right. (laughs) Yeah, how are but your anyways, side bets working out? Not, yeah, not, way worse than my uh, than this is going. <laughs> me too, man. Me too. I really the Brewers, knock on wood, they're about to make the playoffs. Hopefully, they win the, the division. <laughs> Big prop bets in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I, I got the over. I got the over to cash last night. So shout out to the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, <laughs> if they win tonight, they uh, clinch a playoff berth. Um, they hit the over of 87 or 87 wins last night or 86 wins last night. Excuse me. They got with their 87th win. So nice. Good work. That's a long time coming. You made that bet. Yeah. Light years ago. It feels ago. like. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I was holding on to that ticket for a long time. So, yeah. you know, it, it felt good to catch that one and get a victory under my belt this week. I don't know how many more they're going to be, but I'll take, I'll take them when I can get them. Speaking of victories tonight, let's, let's talk locks. Let's talk last week's locks. So, Nick, woof, man. Way to just kiss of death UCF really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> so, UCF loses to Pitt, and Nick had the over and UCF. So, that's not good. Nick's down to 2-2 two and two on the year for locks. Carge, I completely faded you. So, you took Northwestern, which busted, and the under, which didn't hit either. So, you lose. 
So you're down to two and two as well, but I can't really talk because I won this week, but I'm only one and four. So, or no, one and three, sorry. <laughs> one and three. Yep. Wait, shouldn't you get, are you going to take two wins for getting both? I mean, are you going to give us two losses for doing a double lock? No, or are you no, no. No, it was not a double lock. Okay. No. I did okay. not double lock that. You did say <laughs> okay. UCF in the over, but we've kind of forced you into it because we were just feeling ourselves at that point. So, yeah, I'm going to just, I'm going to take one win. I'm going to give you one loss. We're just going to, let's pick one from now on. Keep okay. it simple. I, I was feeling very confident. Obviously, I was completely wrong with the way things have been going. So. Yeah, and if we're being honest, my go- <laughs> my my idea coming into this was to let you go first, Karge, and then just automatically fade you no matter what. But I don't think I'm going to do that unless it okay. just naturally happens. So you can still <laughs> go first, but I'm not going to. There's there's zero. If if you if it naturally happens, then we should all go buy lottery tickets because there's zero percent chance you have this game. Got it. Okay. Wait, can I go first? Sure. Of course. We'll let you go first. Okay, because mine's weird too. And I'm hoping, and the way that you were talking before, I think you might have the opposite of this. All right, let's see. Let's hear what you got. All right, so I have USC at Washington, the over 60.5. Oh. Whoa. Okay. That's. Okay. Uh, I'm. Uh, I was going in a similar direction on the totals there. I kind of liked that. That was the direction that I was going. But I'll jump back on your UCF train, Nick, and I'm going to take the over in the in the, <laughs> in the civil conflict, UConn at UCF. Um, I think UCF coming off that loss is going to be looking out for some revenge. And I think this is the last year they're instituting the civil conflict. So, you know, they're going to want to walk off the field with that trophy loud and proud. So What is what is over under? Uh, 65. Okay. So I'm going to take the over. All right, points, points, points. Okay. So I think I'm pretty sure UCF is going to have to score 65 because I know <laughs> yeah. UConn might be the worst football team in Division One football. So, <laughs> wait, Nick, what was your number? Ten or 60 and a half? Yeah, 60 and a half. Cool. Okay. So I am on my lock of the week is just a pick. Keeping it simple. I'm I'm jumping on. I kind of dissed Bo Nix last week, but I'm jumping on the Auburn train. Auburn is favored by ten and a half at home against Mississippi State. I haven't seen Mississippi State play one snap, but I've seen Auburn play a whole lot, and I trust that defense. So I'm on Auburn minus ten and a half. All right. So consider Fair enough. It done. Um. Boom. Yeah. Done. Okay. So should we talk top four? Any changes, Nick? Does your I think yours like none. solidifies as opposed yeah. to moves anything around feel great about it what do I, so name so georgia nick, so coming into this nick you have clemson georgia ohio state and notre dame yep. i have the same three clemson georgia ohio state but i have oklahoma in there carger you are just everywhere you got lsu oklahoma ohio state and clemson correct would you like to I keep that um no i, I will i will hold my pick <laughs> you're putting with, usc in there st- no, I'm not putting USC in there. I will leave my four as, as is. Um, LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Clemson until, until future notice here. All right, no changes. Can I Gucci. assume the same for the Heisman Trophy winner? Oh, yeah, big time. Man, yes. what a week. You need to drink some pickle, you drink some pickle juice, man. Yeah, like, get get the man some mustard. Up. What's going on? Like, Yeah, uh, that was a bad look for, for, for just – 
I mean, the funny thing is there was a big article that I read earlier about how we Wisconsin had hired some new nutritionist and her main thing was like keeping the players hydrated to a, to avoid cramping. And, and it was a key focus on before the USF game. And Yikes. I'm like, well, would you let it all go to the wayside as soon as you finish that game? But um, we'll get over it. We'll move on. He'll be fine. Still rushed for 200 yards. Uh, had a huge impact against a Michigan defense, and that's exactly what we said he needed to do. So Jonathan Taylor is going to keep his name in this thing um, another week here. It's kind of funny that the injury that he got is from people not being able to tackle him. Yeah. Like he ran he ran too fast, too far. There's too far, too fast. Too many people didn't tackle him. He exactly. Yeah. <laughs> ran for too many he, yards. He ran he ran too far. <laughs> like we could have used some like three yard gains and he's down right away. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think, you know, this is obviously a week-to-week thing, right? Jonathan Taylor playing against Michigan is huge for his Heisman um, resume. I still think I'm going to stick with Jalen Hurts just because I think, you know, this is more about at the end of the year, where are you? Um, I think Wisconsin has a better chance of slipping up throughout the year than Oklahoma does, so I'm going to stick with Jalen Hurts. Though I will say I almost shifted to Jonathan Taylor. His right. He was that impressive this week that I almost gave it to him. So. Very impressed by him, but still on Jalen Hurts. The frustrating thing about this award is it's become such a quarterback-centric award that you have so many good quarterbacks playing so well right now. Not even Jalen Hurts. I mean, you have Justin Fields at Ohio State. You got Joe Burr at LSU. You got Tua down in Alabama. I mean, those four guys alone probably could all go to New York, and it'd be well warranted at this point. So, um, gonna have to overcome some of those large, you know, gaudy numbers that the quarterbacks put up, and and Taylor's gonna have to keep putting up something very impressive here. Right. Yeah, and, and again, I think we've talked about this, but I think it's about the team too. And if if Wisconsin's sitting there undefeated, God forbid, undefeated at the end of the year, he's there. He just has to be there. You can't leave him out for that. Yeah, though it is Agreed. such a quarterback thing. Yeah, I agree with that right. too. All right, Nick. All right, we're doing the coin toss or coin flip game of the week. Uh, we are zero and one. Yeah, for we some are. reason, I thought that we had Louis. So last week we had Louisiana versus Ohio. For some reason, I thought we were on Louisiana. I think it's because they're awesome uh, nickname. The Raging Cajuns. Uh, this week we're staying in the MAC. Uh, close game. There's actually two close games I had to choose from. Uh, I'm going with Buffalo, who is minus two and a half, at Miami of Ohio. Uh, we are um, uh, not going against the spread. We're going money line. Uh, yep. So Miami's going to be Miami's going to be the home team, or so Miami's going to be heads. So they're the home team. Uh, Buffalo's going to be tails, and I'm flipping it now. Let's go Miami. Who do you want, Carger? Uh, Buffalo with the old Whitewater coach Lance Leipold. Well, we're cheering for Buffalo this weekend, everybody. Tails it nice. is. Buffalo gets it. All right, go Buffs. Wait, what are they? The Let's Bulls. Go Buffalo. Buffalo Bulls. Got to yep. be the Bulls. Yeah. Nice. Is that two okay. weeks in a row, tails? No, we were heads last week. All right, cool. 50-50. You know what that means. <laughs> you know what they say. Going to be <laughs> All right, big money line coming up there. And you know Buffalo is the favorite? Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Let's go, Buffalo. Okay. What else do we have? What do, we, what do you guys want to chat about? Anything? No. No. Uh, Carter uh... took last place, so he had to pay for the song. That's right. Yes. Ah, I, um, okay, so my, my song 
song of the week that I picked here was was Auburn's fight song. So enjoy enjoy Auburn's fight song, and and they deserved it after a well fought fought out win going into Kyle Field beating Texas A and M. Uh, Bo Nix has, has got a little swagger to him, so we'll see how it plays out the rest of the year. Absolutely, and just a fun fact: this is not what I selected, but the official Auburn University fight song is "Eye of the Tiger," played by their band. I didn't choose that. I chose War Eagle instead. So we're going nice. with War Eagle. You got to do War Eagle. Yeah. Auburn, the second best Tigers in the SEC, sending you out with that. So enjoy. We'll see you next week. <laughs>